3: Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It's our first post-Thanksgiving edition of Talking Cowboys here on DallasCowboys.com and from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star in Frisco. Glad you're with us. Kyle Yeomans, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, and the great Rob Phillips, as always. And, well, boys, you know, this last couple days. This past weekend, the Thanksgiving holiday has taught me one thing, and that's to, to, to appreciate what I have, and it's to appreciate and reflect and rest up a little bit after the weekend, because uh, there was a bit of a beatdown on Thursday that we kind of have to get to in terms of the Dallas Cowboys, and one that I know that a lot of us kind of wanted to, to forget about as Cowboys fans. One's that we, one that we kind of wanted to shove to the side. Well, we're not going to do that. We're going to attack it straight at it. We're going to talk about the 41 to 16 loss to the Washington football team coming up here in just a little bit but first let's let's start off on a positive note let's keep things positive because it's been a good weekend Rob how was your Thanksgiving
1: it was it was good I didn't I didn't leave the house I uh, I got to catch up on dad duty for with the, with the nine month old who's soon to be 10 months old so uh that was good I was looking forward to that just uh just being a dad, man. That was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Rob? Or excuse me, Isaiah?
2: Uh, mine was good, man. I got to sit down. Uh, you know, aside from, you know, I did a little bit of work, but not too much, man. So it was it, was, it was a good time. Spent some time with the kids, much needed time. And uh, the wife got a new vehicle, man. So everybody's happy. It's a good weekend. Balling! <laughs>
3: Isaiah always says it to us in a joking manner, but you can't you can't hide money, Hecma. You just can't. You can't do wow. it. Isaiah's, I'm using wow. Isaiah's statement against him, but can't hide it. you can't hide it. Hekma, how was your Thanksgiving? It's, it's, it's good,
4: but when it comes down to Isaiah, it's rare air up there. All right? Wow. So just wow. Talking that's, about that's just because that. I'm
2: taller than all y'all. That's all. That's just because I'm taller than all y'all. It's also kind of true.
3: Kind of true.
4: <laughs> true indeed. No, man, my, my Thanksgiving was amazing, man. It, it was good. And um, for, for me and my family, we are, we're self quarantining in ourselves. So it was the first time that we didn't have Thanksgiving as, you know, the big family gathering. My wife had to prepare all of the food, and she did a wonderful mm, job. So thank you, sure. my wife, cool Mickey. Cool points. Cool
3: points.
1: Cool points. Yeah, yeah, Nikki. Yeah, yeah, Nikki yeah. is the well. Goat. You've done all the Christmas decorations, though. So
3: yeah, he's already got the Christmas tree ah! behind him. How about that? It's a little Grinch tree. The Charlie Brown tree is what we were calling it before <laughs> Why are you why are you, call, why are you gonna call my tree the Charlie Brown tree, dog? Because it's a one footer. You got to get a ten. That was Chris, not you me. Wanted something to talk about. Okay, oh, let's. Well, let me say this. Let okay. me say this though. Okay. Let me say this.
4: I I gotta thank I gotta thank Derek Eagleton for helping me. With my whole, yeah, Grinch, then not wanting to decorate before Christmas, before Thanksgiving. And so, yeah, there was a little Twitter back and forth with Derek. And uh, yeah, so I was able to go up in the attic and obviously we have the Christmas Wonderland already going. So. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. it's
3: after Thanksgiving, so it's okay at this point. It, it's fine to do it now yeah. since it's after <laughs> Thanksgiving. But yeah. uh, let's let's uh, talk about that Thanksgiving battle. Let's let's go back into this. And, and Rob, you were at the game. I want to kind of start with you on this one. But forty-one to 16 the Cowboys give up 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter alone and it seemed like the Cowboys had a lot of momentum the last play of momentum swing was the Jalen Smith interception and then after that it really kind of went downhill but what did you see from that game and how did the Cowboys let this one slip
1: well I saw two different entirely games I saw one game before the fake punt and I saw another team after the fake punt. Mm. You know, I thought, uh, we, and we could get into those fourth down decisions. Um, I'm sure we will. But I I thought up until that point, given everything that they have dealt with during the week, and I think also I, I want to, and I know we all want to send our condolences to Marcus Paul's family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I know last time we were on the show, we, you know, we were hoping for good news and, uh, just tragic that, that the Cowboys' strength and conditioning coordinator, uh, Marcus Paul, passed away. And, and I think it was really hard for this team to get, like, emotionally ready for the game. Um, just the circumstances around that, it, it, re- re- what happened, is really difficult. I thought they battled up until that point. Yeah. And, I, and I thought after that decision, the um, air just kind of went out of the balloon for the Cowboys and trying to, to withstand... Everything they dealt with during the week, and then you lose Zach Martin and Cam Irving on the same opening drive at, at offensive line, and your offensive line just continues to be just a, a, a mess, really. And uh, after, after that play, uh, you know, they, they weren't the same team, and Washington just kind of finished it off. So uh, it, it, now we're in December, and it's going to be really interesting to see how they respond. ECMA? You know, Rob said it, and, and
4: I believe that when you say not the same team, I, and the, I I want to say it this way: yeah, this is I've seen this happen twice, and I've seen it happen versus the same opponent. And and the one was when Andy Dalton in D.C. Uh, took that dirty hit by the linebacker Bostic. You could tell that mentally, this team just packed up; they were already on the bus and on the plane headed back yeah. uh, to DFW. But after the fake punt, after the fake punt, it, it was like. They packed up. <laughs> it was like, this thing is, it's a wrap. Whatever we were playing for, whatever we thought we were in this for, uh, let's go ahead mentally. And they, they checked out. Um, I didn't. Man, I I was irate about it. I I realized that there's a lot of analytics probability and everything, a risk assessment that goes into decision making. And I may not be uh, prone to understanding a lot of that. And no matter what you have going on, however you practice it, it's never a good idea on your 24 yard line and fourth and 10 to do a double reverse pass to i guess you know the first read was the punter and then cj goodwin either way all of those names don't equate to cd lamb and ezekiel elliott none, none of that and so i guess the whole trickeration or whatever we were trying to go for right there it didn't succeed and man it just started to look like amateur hour after that
2: so when you're a brand new coach I'm not when I say brand new, I mean like new to the new, new to the to organization. A team. yeah. yeah, new to a team. Um, and especially coming off this off season that we had where they haven't had the opportunity to be with their coach every single day, build a relationship, um build confidence, build a rapport, there's going to be there's gonna be a couple plays during this during the season where you're gonna be tested as a coach. And there's going to be a couple opportunities, a couple of situations where you have an opportunity to, to instill confidence in your players, to instill that, that rapport with your guys and say, hey, I got you. Um, this was a missed opportunity. This was this, what, we're, what we're all referring to right now. What we're all talking about is exactly that moment. There was, that was that moment where you're down by four points. Your guys are battling. Your guys have shown you that they're willing to battle. They've shown you that they're willing to overcome two guys. They're two two starting offensive linemen out the game in the same series. They overcame that in the first quarter, right? And these guys are now in the second half. They overcame that. They overcome the Zeke fumble. But then you show that you don't have confidence in their ability to then go down and play some defense. You have a new punter on this team who's been kicking the crap out the ball, who's been changing the field of (laughs) possession like crazy. And you don't trust him to, to change the field of possession. You don't change. You don't trust your team to go out there and continue playing tough defense. Um, you don't trust Zeke, your ninety million dollar running back, to continue to tote the ball the way in which you know he's capable of. After he after seeing that he responded well following the fumble, right? He came back. He was running hard. These guys were blocking hard. And you go out there and you just totally show a lack of confidence in your team. And that's the response that you receive from your team. Those guys gave up on their coaches because their coaches gave up on them.
3: Rob, do you think that's something that is deeper stemmed to, like you talked about earlier, maybe the energy level? I mean, I, I definitely didn't see the same energy that was there in like the Pittsburgh game or even a little bit earlier in that Philadelphia game and throughout in, in Minnesota as well. But you think it was kind of the energy of what was a, a hard week, uh, uh, an emotional week, but also just the fact that uh, the, things just didn't go your way and things started to snowball?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's really it's hard for me to judge uh, just kind of how the circumstances around the week because yeah. we're not around the players this season. Um, I, I do know that it, I do know that after the game, guys were definitely emotional about Marcus Paul. Mm-hmm. I know it carried into to Friday, even uh, talking to Coach McCarthy and and, and the assistants. I, and he said, "Look, I didn't know how we were going to play." And that's think about it. I mean, really, they didn't practice until the day before the game. Yep. So. Um, Just a just a a terrible week, uh, an odd week in terms of scheduling. I thought, and I I know the the team has gotten ripped the last few days, and just in terms of I mean, it was a 25 point loss. Mm -hmm. That was a misleading final score because I thought, given everything they were dealing with in the game, you lose your 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 starting tackles who were filling in for the starting tackles. uh, You know, offensively they struggled, but they were still able to hang around. I thought Andy Dalton played pretty well. And the thing about the fake punt is right. defensively, the previous two drives, you had the Jalen pick almost for a pick six, yeah. and then you got a three and out. So, yes, they're, you know, defensively they they leaked some play, you know. Once again, the rushing yardage, I get it. Uh, and, and a lot of what they did is what teams have had success against them, where they're testing your eyes and they're doing a lot of misdirection and, and motion pre-snap. And so that was a problem. But, man, with 12 minutes left, you're basically saying we're going to decide the game right here. Game. And that's, that's what made it so surprising. Yeah. That uh, And I thought John Fossil explained the rationale better than anybody. He said Friday, you know, we looked at the time of possession. I think at the time it was like 10 minutes difference in time of possession. Maybe they felt like the defense was just running out of gas and offensively, it was tough to sustain drives, and we just had to do something uh, because we were just overmatched in terms of the injuries at that point. So, I get that, but you, you put, like Isaiah said, I mean, you took it out of the players' hands. Yeah. You know, with, with one decision where a lot had to go right to get a fourth and ten. I mean, almost when you're thinking of fourth and ten, it's almost like could you just put the hands of, put in the hands of Amari Cooper, who really couldn't be covered for most of that game. Isaiah, do you think? No, P. I... Uh, go for it, Heckman. No, I, I just
4: P. I appreciate what you said, man. But that that absolutely made no sense. The the explanation from Coach Fossil. I, I didn't I didn't appreciate it. I, I felt like you know, no matter how you time a possession, um, even when they did like in the second quarter I'm trying to think specifically they had a long drive I believe it was like a six minute drive they it still ended up in three points uh for the for the football team your defense showed up those guys were playing uh they were giving it everything to that point you were still in the game Even with some of the uh, miscues on defense, even with uh, some of the bad plays on offense, the team continued to respond, like Isaiah said, uh, with fumbles no matter what it was, to try and Uh, to win this game i think that was the point that and we're going to talk about other points in this game but i just felt like if you could go to one thing and circle it where the bottom completely fell out that was it right there because the team after that it was lifeless there was nothing else that they could offer but also going forward on your side of the the field like that you just kept giving uh the washington football team short field uh the the short field advantage And again, like you said, the the final score is definitely misleading because they were in it for three quarters.
3: Well, and Heckman, you brought up Fossil's uh, rebuttal to the call and you talked about what he had to say and then Mike McCarthy also came out and said we were trying to go for a big play. It wasn't even like they were aiming for the first down for the 10 yards. They were trying to go over the top and try and find a big time game changing momentum shifting sort of play that of course was a high risk high reward type of thing. But Isaiah do you give any credit to the coaching staff for at least trying something there or is it just 100% all bad at that point because of the decision that was made
2: not that that's terrible okay. it's terrible play calling we've Just been seeing sure. it all year um yeah no we've gotten lucky a couple times this year in regards to our special teams i think we've we've talked extensively about um our our aggressiveness in this particular region i think we've also talked about the lack of the lack of element of surprise now um, with that unit yep. uh, once you once you've displayed that on film you're as a punt return team you're on high alert. You you might have your part return team yeah. out there, but believe me, everybody's thinking safe everybody's thinking safe nobody's coming you you won't see it for the entire year and you haven't seen all year nobody coming mm-hmm. for the punt mm-hmm. we're not they're not they're not rushing to block the punt they're playing safe defense and they're playing hold up is what we call it we play hold up you come off the ball you grab your guy and you start you start walling him off in the direction that you're supposed to according to the play and your eyes are always on the punter and the, and the long snapper I mean the punter and the, uh, the up back and the personal protector to ensure that they're not running a fake nobody's being caught off by, by not being caught off guard anymore it's not something that happens Happens. And also when you make these decisions, okay, as a head coach, when you make these decisions, you have to make sure that if things go all right, if things go all the way wrong, like they did on that play, what position am I putting my team in to still be successful to come out with a victory in this ball game? You're making yourself go into a two possession game at that point in time with uh, what a quarter not even a whole quarter left. That's that's, you can't do it. So Worst case scenario, okay, they get, you know, maybe they get three points. Maybe, worst case scenario, you know, and we're still in a one possession game. But no, not when you're backed up like you are. You're making, you're giving them the game at that point in time. So there's zero chance, zero reason why they should have made that call. And again, as a player, as a former player, when you see your coaches make decisions
1: like that, it's like, man, what the heck am I even doing? Like, for what? It's frustrating. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is, it's like, you know, John Fossil talked about that they, they like the look they got pre-snap, and they mm-hmm. actually, he said his only regret was <laughs> was was not doing it the first time. I think it was a, a quarter before that, because pre-post snap it would have been a touchdown based on the way Washington reacted. But to Isaiah's point, like it's not just this year; it's John Fossil's reputation. Mm-hmm. Teams are teams are ready. They are on high high alert, and it's once you de- reach deep enough in the bag. Eventually, your team's gonna be ready. And and post snap, when they did run it, Washington's uh, I believe it was their line, one of their linebackers stayed home on on nice wander on CJ Goodwin down the field. And remember, I mean CJ Goodwin did complete he and Cedric Wilson did complete that pass a couple weeks back against Pittsburgh. So you know teams are are gonna be ready. I, I like respectfully I, I speak respectfully about it just because I'm not. I don't do the hours of prep they do to try to pull off something like that, but it just did. It was the ultimate Rob, momentum shift, no, and it ultimately ended the game. Rob, Rob,
0: Rob, <laughs> no, I
2: love, I love you, Rob. Don't, don't, don't back, don't you take your foot off I'm that not, pedal? No, no, I'm not, These I'm not backing off my opinion and of and it.
1: No, no question about it.
2: I'll, yeah. I'll coach. Yeah, on Coach Fossil, listen up. Let me make this very clear. As a special teams coordinator, your job is to make sure that you try everything, everything that possibly could be successful. So I don't I don't have any issue with Coach Fossil. I have zero I have zero issues with Coach Fossil. You're supposed to throw stuff at me. If you're an offensive coordinator, you're supposed to say, Hey, I got this play right here. I think it could work. You're supposed to pitch those things for me. But as a head coach, That's why you're the head coach. As a head coach, your job is to make sure that your team is in the best position to be successful. And everything comes through your, everything comes through your headset. When a special teams coach wants to run a fake punt, he has to come through you. He comes to the head coach and he says, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? Coach McCarthy said, yeah, let's do that. That's terrible by Coach McCarthy, not by Coach Fossil. Coach Fossil is doing what he's supposed to do, which is be creative and try to find ways to spark to spark some energy and get some, some positive plays. he's not supposed to just be out there just yeah. to just to block and punt the ball. That's not his job. His job is to create something. So he's that's not his fault. Coach McCarthy, he needs to take ownership for this and he won't get these guys to ever buy into him unless he comes out and says, you know what? Bad call.
1: Yeah. I mean You know, and the other thing about it too is it, it was fourth and 10 but by the time uh by the time Cedric Wilson was in position to try to throw the ball it was more like fourth and 20 yep i mean there's it, just so you much it, You that needed had 30 to yards right. yeah to, to pull that off and you're talking about uh, a punter trying to to catch the ball and run with it or CJ Goodwin way down the field it just seemed high risk and very low chance of or very high chance of th- something going wrong in a situation like that uh the fourth down earlier in the game i didn't I had less problem with it i i I'm more conservative in situations like that whether you punt or whether you just hand it off to Zeke and actually Kellen Moore said Friday look it's basically said it's fair to second guess what we did yeah they liked the matchup on the outside that didn't work uh, but we're talking about fourth and inches compared to fourth and ten that that just that befuddled everybody, uh, everybody, I think, across the country.
3: And it, they both led the points, but the, but, but which but was the, a big the thing, too. Go for it, yeah. but the, I was going to say, but just to my point, those are all
2: plays that commu- you're communicating. Every time you make a play call as a coach, you're communicating something nonverbally to your team. right? You're, every single time, every decision that you make, whenever you're faced with these, with these situational play calls, your team is looking at you to say, let me see what coach is going to do. Right. Let me see what coach is going to do. Fourth and inches. Is he going to turn around and give it to Zeke and show him that? Guess what? We gave you 90 million dollars because we believe in you. Or is he going to try to throw the ball outside with his backup quarterback to a receiver who has man on man in press coverage? Which one? What is he going to do? Right. So, again, you lost confidence there. You go out there. You run these fake punts. You lost confidence in your defense. Who's there to believe in you? Why? 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 Why should they believe in you? If if they're going out there and they're busting their butt every single play, fighting through adversity, fighting to overcome these hurdles within the game that everybody else feel like they should have tanked on, but they didn't, and then you go out there and you take their ability to win the game from underneath them, that's what you did. You literally took the ability for them to win from underneath them. They were in a four-point game, a one-possession game.
3: It's tough. It's terrible, man. Yeah, it's not good. And and believe it or not, there were other parts of this game that happened that led to the loss for the (laughs) Dallas Cowboys. So we are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to discuss, was this the worst game of Ezekiel Elliott's career? I think it was. I'll tell you why when we return here on Talking Cowboys.
0: There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super-sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor.
3: Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor Lenses, you'll see every exciting play book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor. Thank you, Isaiah, Stanback, for backing up. He's like he's almost I got like you a, back. you're like a background singer like on these reeds. That's that's Just what saying. I would equate to it. Oh, hey. I'll be your backup. I got you. Kyle. Don't oh, worry thanks, about man. it. You're the best. We, oh. Hey, 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 hey,
2: as as we all know, this is your show, you know what I'm saying? You know, oh, cuz we all got kicked off the show. Oh, we all know,
4: we oh, all know that. It.
2: Isaiah, it, it there's
4: one thing that's clear about this show. <laughs> that it is Kyle's show. Yeah, oh, what
1: was man. that line? What was that line during the uh during the shuffle <laughs> the where he up. was like, "I don't have to change cuz yeah, cuz I'm, I'm the host."
3: Well, they asked yeah. me the question, you said, like, "Why dang, do okay. you get to stay and why do we have to go?" And that was the answer because Derek mm. kept the hosts mm. on their shows, and so I was the host, mm. and so I stayed. Oh, and that's not what you said. 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 I don't believe that. It was cocky. I'll give Isaiah a pass. What do you mean, that thing?
2: Kyle, Kyle, this is the circle of trust. The circle of trust. This is you.
3: Oh, I'm outside the (laughs) circle of trust. I'm I'm outside the trust tree now. That kind of makes me sad You got to work your way back in, dog. Oh, man. That's going to take a while. That's going to take a while. I'll have to bring some.
4: You're a backup dancer, Isaiah.
3: I am a backup (laughs) dancer. You all heard that? (laughs) Golly. (laughs) Oh, uh, <laughs> hey! You brought the uh, you brought the smoked mac and cheese this past weekend though, and that was fire. So for the Thanksgiving game, Isaiah brought an entire pot, pan thing of smoked mac and cheese. Oh my gosh, it was yeah, brilliant. And yeah. the pound cake was about five about, about five five layers deep right there. Right oh my, God. And, and a pound joke. cake. Man. That's not a joke. Yeah, and he brought some fire pound cake too. It was some of the best. Pound hey, yeah. Cake shout out to, to Mama D.
2: Mm. Shout out to Mama D from Real my good. facility, Steph has finished performer. She went out there and held it down for us. She kicked butt. Thank you for the pound cake. She it made that specifically so for y'all.
1: That uh, was that was so well, maybe good. Maybe next year for me and heck. Yeah, yeah. Hey. I
3: don't know. I don't know, <laughs> Rob. I don't the- know, Rob. I'm yeah. just here. Once you're back in the hunt, yeah. How <laughs> about that? Uh, so I-, I teased this going into the break, talking about Ezekiel Elliott, and he ended up with ten carries, 32 yards, and a fumble. That's the lowest yardage in any game of his career where he has also. Also lost a fumble. It's the second lowest amount of yardage he's ever had in a game. The only other time he was underneath 30 yards was in 2017 on the road against Denver at Mile High Stadium. That was also a game where the Cowboys lost by 25 points, but that one was 42-17. to This one was 41-16. to So my question to you, and we're going to start with Heckma on this one, but was this Zeke's worst game of his career, seeming that he – He had a fumble, he lost the fumble, and then also only ended up with 32 yards on 10 carries in a game where you really needed him to shine. Yeah,
4: I think that the fumble was just a cherry on top for how bad the game was for Zeke. And the last couple of games that he's had versus the football team haven't been, show, you know, glowing games. But you know, you here's a built-in excuse if you want to talk about the offensive line and, and losing both of your tackles and the ability for this offense not to sustain any rhythm, and also the Washington football team and those long drawn-out drives that may have frozen this offense. But it was bad. I mean, it's enough blame to go around uh, for guys, but offensively, we couldn't get anything going because man, the football team's defense (laughs) their front seven was just I mean, it was rock'em sock'em robot Mm -hmm. and And the thing about it is, is, as Cowboy Nation, we just got to get ready for this matchup between the football team because they're really good up front. And they're going to be they have a bunch of young guys. And I know you're asking about Zeke right now, but I got to say this, man, this kid, McLaurin, as soon as he can find a quarterback, he's going to be a problem. He's going to be a big old yeah, problem for well, us what's for a long cra- what's, time.
1: What's crazy about that is he's their only deep threat right now. So if they add another deep threat and <laughs> they, they shore some things up offensively, they're going to be, yeah, because the defensive's it, not line's not going anywhere. No. Pain,
4: all of those, Payne, Montez Sweat. I mean, what an athletic play that he made. But it's just Terrence Steele whiffing on the block. He abs- abs- absolutely didn't know who he was going no. with or for at that point. So, um, you know, Zeke is just, uh, all of these things are just a byproduct of the fact that our offensive line is not any good when we don't have Zach Martin on
3: him. Isaiah?
2: Yeah, I can't speak to his to his whole career. Um, I can speak to this game, and I, I honestly think Zeke was running pretty doggone hard, man. Um, I know everybody's being hard on him right now, and I know he lost a fumble. Whenever somebody loses a fumble, I always look to see how they respond. What kind of energy does he come back with? What kind of vision does he come back with? Does he have patience? And I thought that I thought Zeke was running hard. Obviously, he has some. You know, the O line was was struggling with the with the defensive line, or defensive front of Washington, but like they you know, what we expected. But uh, overall, I don't think Zeke was running bad, man. I think it's hard for guys to get their legs underneath them when they only get in the ball ten times. I don't right. know. I mean, I don't. You take any starting running back and you give him ten carries. I don't know what you expect the production to be. I just I just really don't. Um, so I think Zeke was actually doing OK. I, I wish they would have given him the ball more and then we would have really been able to see what he can do. But I thought his vision was good. I thought his patience was really good on some runs. I thought he he, he hit it up in there hard sometimes. They put him in there at fullback on one play uh, when it was, I think, it was fourth and one or something like third and one. Um, you know, they put Pollard at running back to put him at fullback. And he I think he snuck out like eight yards on a quick little dive route. I thought he was doing well. So that's that's my that's my that's my take.
1: I don't think it was the worst game of his career. I think the worst game of his career was a few weeks back against Arizona. Mm. He had two mm. lost fumbles that led to two touchdowns, fourteen nothing Cardinals lead, and the game was over at that point. And that's the week after Dak gets hurt, and you're looking to Zeke to spark the team and lead the team, and that was the result. And that that to me was his worst game. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm more so I'm more so with Isaiah on this. Like I. It's not been a good season for Zeke by his standards. I don't think there's any question about that. His yards are down. His carry numbers are down, uh, for different reasons. The fumbles are a career high, uh, but it's hard to evaluate. I know, I know he's paid to be special mm-hmm. despite the circumstances around him, but it is really hard to evaluate this running game this year based on the deficits they've had, based on the offensive line combinations that have been in and out. Uh, it sounds like excuses, but it's just a fact. And, and I just the
2: pass attempts.
1: The <laughs> pass attempts, uh, yeah. I mean, I, what they, what they, I think they had 18 carries in the game, and it was a yep. close game. Uh, and yeah. and so, but I just think maybe Kellen Moore just felt like, look, we can't get it established against this front with the line that we currently have in this ball game right now. But here's, here's the fact. I mean, this is going to be your offensive line, barring more injury yep. for the rest of maybe the rest of the season, at least the next couple weeks, because it sounds like Zach and Cam Irving are going to be out for, for multiple weeks is what Mike McCarthy said.
3: Yep, Zach Martin Repeat, that's what and we're doing. Cameron
1: Repeat. Irving.
4: Yes. Yeah, that's what that's what we're doing, man. We're data mining for bad, and it's just we can only go off of what we're seeing, and it, it just looks yeah, we're, it looks bad every week. And so for it's the it's the fumbles for me, and I, I just want that is my pet peeve. That is one thing I did not like is a running back that fumbles the ball, and, and no matter how you come back from that and especially if you don't have a guy dragging on you poking at it and it's just yep. I, I mean they replayed it it didn't look like how, how did that ball come out I don't know but again 10 rushes 32 yards a fumble yeah it's a bad showing for from a running back that you're paying uh, those kind of dollars to and and again if it's if, if everything that he's going to do for the rest of the season is going to be contingent on having uh, an offensive line let's just say we don't have one <laughs> so that we can let's go ahead and get ourselves mentally prepared for what his production is going to be over the next half of the over the last half of the
2: season. Yeah, yeah. But you still have to run the ball. You still got to run the ball, man. I mean, of course. You, I mean, there's no. You can't reinstill confidence. I don't give a dog on how much somebody's getting paid. You're still a human being. You still run off of confidence. Right. Either I'm confident holding the ball, holding on to the ball and toting this thing or I'm not. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you don't Mm -hmm. if you don't allow for me to get my feet underneath me, if you don't give me the temps to get myself out of this rut, how do you expect me to ever get out of this rut? Right. The facts of the matter are Zeke needs to protect the ball. Facts. That also the other fact of the matter is Kellen Moore doesn't like running the ball. (laughs) He doesn't like running ball. He doesn't like it. He's a passer guy. He wants to show off what he can do in a passing game. So you're battling those two things right now. And unfortunately, Kellen Moore doesn't run enough it doesn't run often enough to allow Zeke to get himself back going, get himself going again. Um, obviously, you can talk about the offensive line. We can talk about, you know, all these other aspects, right? But at the end of the day, your team revolves around the run. I don't care what offensive coordinator you have in there. I don't care what you have going on at the receiver position. You have Zeke. You have an offensive line that's beat up. They will figure it out. They will figure it out. Give him the ball. Let him get his feet going, man, because that's where your energy comes from. We, you've never fourth, seen this. Th- fourth and inches. Yeah. Fourth on, and man. one, fourth and one. You don't turn
4: around and hand twenty one the ball. I mean, that or says just everything dive that forward you, with Dalton, what are you, one
2: of the two. What are you telling him? But what are you telling him when you do that? No, what are you I, telling I mean,
4: Maybe we're saying this. Maybe we're saying the same thing differently, yeah, we but I'm yeah, just saying I'm just are. saying that when you look at it from a, from a team perspective, you know he's not even a viable option, and when he is, there's a probability that there may be a fumble involved. He's leading the league in fumbles, right? Yeah. And, and is that a byproduct of our offensive line, no. or is that him, right? And, and so that's 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 what I'm asking, Isaiah. I
2: mean, uh, so so when I, when, I, when I hear that question, I think back to, like, Brett Favre. Brett Favre used to throw interceptions left or right, but still like, he's still Brett Favre. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's still Brett Favre. He's still going to make some plays for you. and that you take that risk with it, right? You take that risk with it, but you know he's still a dog, right? So when you're talking about, when we talk about this leadership and the lack thereof leadership on this team now, Zach Martin goes out. Boom, he's gone, right? Who are you turning to? Who's your leader on that side of the ball? I know we're all going to say Zeke, right? So if 21 is your leader and you go fourth in inches and you don't give the ball to your leader when any other coach would, what are you communicating to him and what are you communicating to his role
3: on this team? Now, I will say, and, and I, I've, I've thought this beforehand as well, and I, I'm, I've definitely been guilty of this, but I also don't like talking about quote-unquote leaders and using that term leader uh, so loosely because of the fact that we're not in that locker room. We don't know how the coaching staff's relationships are with players. We can only see what we see from the outside looking in. So maybe, maybe Zeke's not the leader that we think he is in terms of from an outside perspective. I know that's kind of a stretch, but I'm just saying overall – We don't know. We're not in that relationship. We're not in those friendships, those meetings, etc., etc. But I will say, and kind of going back to a point Isaiah said a little bit earlier, was the fact that Zeke asked for that, that contract and a big reason why he asked for that contract the one that he has right now is because he saw Kellen Moore ahead of him. He saw the fact that Kellen Moore is a pass-happy air raid sort of offensive coordinator so the running game might have been at stake and the numbers that he had had previously as a running back might have been at stake which is one of the reasons he wanted to get paid but with that being said and, I, and Heckma hit this too offensive lines don't cause fumbles. You still pay this guy to be elite and to hold on to the football and be that bell, cow, but he hasn't been that all year long. Even with the offensive line issues, Isaiah. Hey, it happens. Nobody likes that it happens. It the happens six happen. times, though. And, guy, and guys,
2: yes, it happens six times. You, you guys, guys, getting a red. It's not something that you like. It's not. You guys think it's something that he's not trying to correct. Right? You think it's not something that's on his mind every time he touches the ball? Now it's not something he's trying to do, right? Just like quarterbacks go on these, on these interception timers. You think Tom Brady likes throwing interceptions right now? No, but he's throwing them, right? Like so I mean, it. like, 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 people get into <laughs> little ruts, and you have to get yourself—you have to get yourself out of this rut, but you have to be given the opportunity to do so. And you know, when I start talking about what are you communicating to your team, and some people might think that oh, you're looking too deep into it. Trust me, this is coming from somebody who's been in plenty of locker rooms. It matters, right? Think about the Seattle Seahawks when they decided not to give Marshawn the ball. What happened to that team? What did that communicate to the team? It it communicated directly to Marshawn, you're not our dude, Russell's our dude. That's exactly what that said. Russell Wilson's our dude, you're not our dude. Forget what you've done for us so far. We know that you probably could have made the play, but we're going to go with him anyway just because we're leaning that way, right? So it's a lot deeper, man. And then everything blew up. You know, you lost, you lost a bunch of guys after that that were a part of that program that did no longer believed in Coach Carroll because of that decision that he allowed.
1: But the thing about it is, prior to this last game, they did get back to yes, they did. run, run third, running the ball, basically. Yep. Yeah. And, and they were more competitive. Successful. And of that is because the defense has been more competitive. It gives your offense a chance to do it. That's why I was surprised they didn't at least try to stick with it a little more in the second half against Washington because you're talking about a one-score game. It just yeah. they didn't they didn't stick with it, and but i Isaiah's right, like they've still got to find a way to try to run because I don't think you can put it all in on Andy Dalton these last five games. I just wonder how proficient they can be at doing at that because when, there was no there's no question when Zach came back from the concussion, there was a difference in the running game, and now mm-hmm. he's out for who knows at least a couple weeks no, i I completely agree, and I'm saying to you. running
4: the ball is the alphabet soup is this the the alphabet super football right you gotta run the ball it balances everything you saw what it did versus minnesota it made everything right like rain we said you know the offense, the play calling from kellen moore it almost looked subdued because we were seeing just normal football but that's not what we when when the when the running game shuts down they, they have nothing. There's, there's, it's a free-for-all for what you're going to call. You get double reverses. You got a fourth and one where you try and isolate CeeDee Lamb. Instead of just turning around and handing the ball to Zeke and getting the first down, and a guy who has a concussion or who just came off a concussion protocol, you're willing to run his head up in there to get a first down. And Andy Dalton played brilliant uh, with getting with his legs. And a lot of times, those first downs that he picked up, I mean, all of you were probably like, come on, Andy get down, but if that's him. <laughs> being brave and still just trying to pick up something in the running game. Our offensive line is as bad as it gets without Zach Martin on it, and and, and Cam Irvin, obviously on it. So, how do we continue this, okay, we're just going to run into this brick wall, we're trying to get our offense started, when it's not there. You saw it against Washington, man. We could get nothing going against this team, period. the the coaches' calls let you know that they felt the same way that they saw it. We can't do anything with this team so let's do a double reverse let me ask ask you a question
2: let me ask you a question what was our what was our rushing average since we're such such an analytical team now because of our punts and we're looking at the analytics uh what's what was our rushing average all right i know zeke there was was 3.3 3.3 so does 3.3 yards give you a give you an inch
1: yes yes it does (laughs) okay okay i was just wondering just are you serious just Uh, just just, based on analytics just just wondering yeah. Just want oh, like work. come on man.
2: Like come on dude. Like so, it's so much deeper. Th- it is so much deeper than just a play call. I, and I hope everybody truly understands that. It, was. it is it is it is blatant delivery messages, communication to your team. You're talking to your team without talking to your team. And right now, none of these guys on this side of the ball have a reason to believe anything these coaches are saying. Anything. If you if you think that your defense is not watching a fourth and inches play intently, if you don't think that they're on the sideline over there looking like are we running or are we throwing? Oh, these cats threw the ball. These cats the ball. threw the ball. Like, they're watching. <laughs> they're watching, right? When you go out there and you let your O-line come off, you say, hey, we're giving you guys the ball. We're coming right behind you. We're coming right behind you. Whatever number you are, we're coming right behind your butt. You're going to fire off or you going to go ahead and we're going to throw this thing around? Like, that's that's whack.
3: So why. following the fumble, there were four carries for Ezekiel Elliott. The first one was 17 yards, and that was the one that I know, Isaiah, you were referring to in the moment as, oh, he's coming out and throw, throwing some energy into it. Well, take that one away because there was a penalty on Dalton Schultz and it was holding and it actually backed him up 10 yards. So after yep. the fumble, there were three official carries for Ezekiel Elliott the rest of the game. There was an eight-yard run, a minus-two-yard run following the interception to Jalen Smith and then he ran for three yards some point in the middle of the fourth quarter. That was it. That was all that Zeke saw for the remainder of the football game against Washington after sure. he fumbled it. So there's plenty to talk about whenever it comes to the running game, the play calling, and Ezekiel Elliott. When we come back, I want to hit the defensive side of the football. We talked about them playing well. We only got a little bit of time, so we're going to hit it as quickly as we can when we return here on Talking Cowboys. No matter how you're listening to talking cowboys here on this beautiful Monday after Thanksgiving, it's not going to be quite the same unless you're listening with Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds. You can definitely listen. Heckless has got the headphones. I realized this the other day. You're you're showing off the headphones. We're talking about Bose Quiet Comfort. Earbuds. I, I know buds. exactly what you're talking about. The I'm just earbuds. showing the, bows, man. the Bose man. Don't knock like my my hustle, man. Okay. Let it okay. happen, Your man. Come on fantastic. now. Okay. Let it happen. I'll let the I'll let the hustle happen. I like it. I like it. But Bose. Quiet comfort earbuds are the official earbuds of the Dallas Cowboys. Wanted to shout out Bose before we close things out. One question for you here in this final segment, and this is going to sound kind of interesting. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna phrase this in a way that I, I want to phrase it, and it's going to be fun. And Isaiah, we're gonna start with you. Did the defense play well on Sun or on Thursday? That's that's my question. Did they play well? Yes or no? Because I I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I can't like decide. One through f- one through four, can I did to they finish. Play did they play well? One through four. Not I'm First not. Half. I'm putting it all together. It's all one game. So, damn it, man. Uh, I'm
2: gonna say yes before the coaches show lack of confidence. Yes. Why?
3: Mm-hmm. You can't just say yes and then you gotta at least give me some. Well, you confidence. said it was a yes or no question. I know, but uh, you, can, you have to yeah, elaborate. I think, I think, it's a podcast.
2: I think I think the guys were playing well. I think the guys were playing well. I think again they're trying to reinstill their confidence. Um, they they weren't doing anything that was that completely terrible until they had the meltdown. And, and I, as soon as soon as the meltdown happened, guys were like, I don't care. <laughs> that's that's honestly what happens. I mean, guys get to the point where they're just like, man, whatever, dude. These coaches are tripping, hmm. and that's what happened. So at, at, up until that point, I thought they were they were fighting. Rap?
4: The answer is okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no and. No, nope, and because you got a forty burger put on you, and all the way up until that point, you still have an
1: opportunity to stop them, and you couldn't. So that is, mm, I like. Yeah, that. I got. I mean, I'm with I'm with Isaiah in terms of everything. Of course, her, you are. No, everything. No, I'm, I'm with both, I'm with everybody. I'm with everybody because I I think you you I don't think you Rob can evaluate this game without mentioning the fake punt. The fake punt changed everything. However. If we are judging it off of an entire game, no, they they didn't play well. Now, up until that point, they allowed 20 points, Mm -hmm. and they were still in the game. However, start to finish, no. Still having trouble stopping the run. You know, I mentioned it earlier. Like Terry McLaurin is their only deep threat. I think they had, other than McLaurin, Scary Terry, they had two wide receivers for two catches for 23 yards. You're getting beat by... Running backs and tight ends in the passing game and just just trying to dink and dunk. Yeah, like tight they, ends they, are killing them. Yeah, I mean that you ought to be able to do more against that because their passing attack is not what it should be this year, and they still couldn't stop it. So no, they didn't play well. Overall, they are they better than they were a month ago? Yes, yes they still yes. are better, but no, but yeah. not, but. <laughs> Not not good enough Thursday. I I
3: would agree. I think there's still a lot of things to grow on from a defensive standpoint. I thought your defensive line got you a little bit of a push. Randy Gregory, I mean, how about the game that Gregory had? And that's something that I know you can build upon. I thought Alden Smith was decent in run uh, run defense, and he didn't necessarily have the pass rush that you want to see, but he was good as well. I think that defensive line played well, so you have stuff to build on. But that defense still has a lot of holes that you have to fix whenever it comes to stopping the run, slowing down tight ends and then of course the deep threat like we saw with Terry McLaurin. Now We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow we'll know more about what's going to happen this week in terms of the Cowboys and the Ravens. Still lots of unfolding there. We're going to hit it tomorrow, but it is fans on the 50. so bring your fan questions. We're going to continue looking back at the Washington-Dallas game, but also look ahead a little bit to the Baltimore Ravens coming up on what is now at, at this point scheduled for a Monday night game or really a Monday afternoon game. So we'll hit that tomorrow when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. But for today, for Chris Beam in the back, for Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and the great Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow here from the star in Frisco. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys
1: Football Club.
2: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!